0: Dr. Dinesh Palipana excels in the fields of medicine, law, and disability advocacy, notably the first quadriplegic medical graduate in Queensland, also Queensland Australian of the Year 2021, and the Order of Australia Medal in 2019. His book Stronger tells the story of his life before and after the life-changing accident. Thank you for joining, Dinesh. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Thanks, Chris. And I uh, just wanted to tell the readers that uh, I did read the book, in fact, and it's highly recommended. And as I mentioned to you personally as well, and just to tell everyone, it did feel like I was uh, just hearing, uh, you know, reading a letter from an old friend and, uh, you know, I had some laughs, you know, quite a little bit and definitely um, was uh, truly inspired. And um, apart from that, I also want to thank you for your uh, approachability. ability. Um, it was just a... A random, um, I think you were at an event with, from, uh, a friend of mine's uh, at workplace that uh, was Renee and, uh, I think mean, sis- her sister, in law was there. Um, Abby and yeah, then I just reached out to you on that time. Cause I saw that you tagged in wanted to post posts them. I think mean, maybe they took a picture of you, but they wanted to match your books. That was great. I don't know if she's read it yet. I've got to ask her. Checking out the book. And thanks for inviting me to be, to be
1: here with you. I'm, uh, I'm on it. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a privilege.
0: Likewise. So we'll jump into it. Um, can we share a bit about your uh, personal journey and challenges you faced um, in becoming the first medical graduate uh, with quadriplegia in um, in Queensland?
1: Yeah, um, going back right to the start, I uh, I was born in Sri Lanka. I grew up in Sri Lanka until the age of ten, and it was a challenging place to live for so many people, and it still is actually. Um, but I grew up, uh, in a war which lasted many, many years, over three decades. Um, I grew up seeing a lot of struggle that people went through, a grew up amongst poverty. Um, my family was pretty well off. My mom and dad, um, were, didn't experience the same poverty that other people did, but we lived amongst all mm-hmm. that when things were not lived the war. But uh, we moved here when I was 10 years old to Australia. And um, we, uh, we moved around a little bit. Uh, I went to school in Byron Bay, which is a very beautiful place to go to school and be. A... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I ended up finishing school, then studied law, which was mm-hmm. my first degree. And in law school, I had depression and uh, anxiety, and it quite bad. I started seeing a doctor and, um, recovered from it, but, uh, the doctor inspired me to become a doctor myself. So I, uh, finished law, applied to medical school, got in and then, uh, life was really good. I loved, I loved medicine from day one, but, uh, I had a car accident halfway through medical school and it caused a spinal cord injury and uh i lost the use of my fingers and everything below the chest as a result it is the hardest thing that i have ever had to go through and i think for most people who go experience spinal cord new years, the hardest thing that they experience but um yeah i, I spent uh, about seven months in the hospital in ended four years putting my life back together came back to medical school and um Coming back to medical school, there was um, people that supported me, and I'm so grateful to them. But there were a lot of people that doubted
0: whether this is possible. That was the worst part. And I think when I was reading your bit of your book, and then I got up that part, I just thought, you know, that was it. You know, you made it. But then that was so uh, irritating to me too when I read that um, that part. Where I'll I'll let you continue, but I was on your side on that one. Oh man. It was
1: frustrating. It was frustrating. You're right, it was so frustrating. But yeah, you know, we uh, um fought through it and uh got back into medical school, which I was so grateful for. Um then uh busted my bite, graduated in twenty sixteen. But then uh there was a big fight for my job. Uh but fortunately again I had a lot of people that supported me and yeah. started work and now I'm in my seventh year as a doctor. Life is amazing, you know it it's sell Um, mm. it's not been an easy road, it's not been a straightforward road, but I'm so grateful for, sure. for everything and where I am today.
0: Yeah, and uh, I wanted to also um, mention I've, i forgot on the um, I was going to reread that particular part, but the lecturer, I think mean, you had in um, uh, did you see him in the ambulance or is that at India? Yeah. It was in the ambulance, right. Yeah, had, yeah, No, that was uh, that was. Uh, it was an
1: incredible coincidence. So, mm. when I was in medical school before the injury, I had a uh, um, a lecture once, and it was an introduction uh, to emergency medicine. And mm. this doctor gave a bit of a summary of what he did for a job, and gave us a bit of an intro into his career and what it involves. And then, uh, you know, I, I was really. I was really enthralled and I was, uh, I was paying attention the whole time. And I just thought he was, yeah. it, it really stuck in my head, that lecture he gave. Yeah. And so it was a matter of months later, I was, uh, in the car accident and then going into the ambulance and there he was. Mm-hmm. So saying same lecture and I, I, I recognized him with thought, how, you know, I we connected, and I said, you've given me a lecture, so yeah. we connected for a moment in the ambulance, but um, the thing I like to highlight about him mm. is that he, I think he taught me one of the most important lessons about medicine like night, and that is, you know, I don't remember any of the things he did for me. I don't remember any of the drugs he gave or the procedures he did, so mm. I don't remember any of those details, but I remember how he made me feel and I remember feeling safe. I remember feeling yeah. like a human being. I remember feeling all the words he told me. And what he taught me is that people may not remember what we do, should they'll they'll always remember how we make them feel.
0: Yeah, I love that. And um what what motivated and inspired you to um inspired you to um, pursue the career in medicine despite um the obstacles um you've encountered?
1: I just love it. Um, I, I, I love it so much, you know, these days I'm at work and I often just pause for a minute and I think, man, I can't, just can't believe I get to do this for a job. Um, it, it's something that I found through a lot of twists and turns. I went through depression when I was in law school and it was, uh, about the, one of the hardest things in my life. Depression's a challenge you know uh, we we know a lot of people go through it like you and I uh, if we haven't been through it we know people that have been through it
0: yeah
1: and it's um, it was a really debilitating dark lonely thing depression was but um, when I when I was coming out of it when I was seeing my doctor it really helped me find meaning in life and and uh, that's why, so here's another thing, um, is something that my mom likes to say, and that is by helping one person, we may not change the world, but we will change the world for them.
0: Yep.
1: And I, I realized, well.
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I realized that's what my doctor did for me yeah. and I wanted to do that for other people and I've, I've always found meaning, in not so. Mm. Medicine really became a purpose and a why. So, um, so that's why I didn't want to give up on it because it's, you know, it, it's feel that it's my purpose.
0: What are the significant findings or advancements have you contributed to these fields so far?
1: Yeah, the spinal cord injury research is really exciting. Um, there is, uh, over the last probably 10 to 13 years, there's been some really, really exciting developments around the world. And, um, we've seen through different interventions, um, uh, things like electrical stimulation and thought controlled rehabilitation and, uh, drug therapy, we've seen people with paralysis regaining function again. So it's been a really exciting time, um, for spinal cord injury and paralysis. I don't think we, we not only have hope, but we've seen that hope come to life. In the early stages mm. so we're doing some of that work uh right here in the university where i am at which is cricket university yep. and um over the next few years I'm, I'm hopeful and i'm excited about things that we can generate for people around uh, who experience paralysis with disability so um that that's one of the that's one side mm. uh, and that is Super exciting and I can't wait to see what we do with spinal cord injury. But at the same time, we need to make life better for people living with disability, right? Because society has so many challenges, whether it be with employment or education or healthcare or transport. So there, there are there's that aspect to people experiencing disability now because there are inequities. So the other part of research and advocacy and the work that we do is around that. So it's around improving education outcomes or employment outcomes or trying to address issues like healthcare. So I feel very grateful to be able to contribute to pieces of work that um, hopefully addresses the now mm-hmm. for people with disability, but also in the future.
0: Mm. And uh, as an advocate for disability rights and inclusivity, uh, what initiatives or projects uh, have you been involved in, uh, to create or promote accessibility and empowerment for individuals? Uh, yeah. Apart
1: yeah, from the, um, research, I've been really, uh, uh, privileged and honored actually to be a part of the work of the Disability Role Commission, uh, which is a really important, uh, thing that will hopefully change the environment for people with disability in Australia. So that's been amazing. Um, I've done some work with the Human Rights Commission on employment, um, Mm -hmm. which again, is working with employees to make change. Outside of that, in my own capacity, I've done work through COVID-19, through different bits around education and healthcare and employment. Um, Mm -hmm. And that has been really rewarding, Um, and medicine as well, the medical profession. all that has been really rewarding. And we've started to see some of the fruits of that labor, of this
0: combined effort that the community has made. Mm-hmm. And, um, drilling down more on, uh, hope and resilience, um, how do you, how do you find hope in the, and resilience in the face of uh, adversity and, uh, what advice do you give others struggling uh, with similar uh, challenges? Yeah,
1: I think hope is everything, hey, like, um, Sometimes we're really quick to take hope away because we, we, you know, it's one of the first things that we take away from people. Um, sometimes they're experiencing an issue in medicine or health care, but I think hope is everything, right? That's what energizes us, that what, that's what keeps us going through hardship. That's what gives us resilience is that hope for a better tomorrow, for a better future, for a big part of what got me through uh, through the hard times. And I think for us as a community, us as human beings
0: and us as the world, hope is really important to, to push forward. And could you, um, cause I'm interested about this one as well, but, um, could you talk to us a little bit about your, um, experiences as a doctor uh, now with quadriplegia and, um, what impact, um, has it made in the clinical practice and what, uh, unique perspective do you bring to patient care now?
1: Yeah, so. Was a fairly new concept to medicine, at least in Queensland and then Australia had to, we've been adapting to having doctors with disabilities. So it hasn't been, um, it's been a new concept. So the medical profession is adapting, uh, internally, uh, on having more diversity and disability within its rank. And I think it's a good thing because one in five Australians have disability and I think medical profession, more than anyone, has to reflect that diversity within itself, because that's how we can provide best care, right? To understand people we're disability, we have to have people with disability within the profession. So that's been really important. And, um, because of that, things have started to change with, from within. Yep. And that's good. Like the Australian Medical Association has been doing some work. Some of the specialist training colleges have been doing some work. Medical schools are changing. So there's a lot of good, good things happening. Um, so from within the medical profession is changing. The interesting thing for me has been, um, the patients. And before I came back to medical school, there were some comments like, Oh, will the patients take you seriously? I am now in my seventh year as a doctor and I've seen thousands of patients now. And the surprising thing is for me, I would have thought Maybe they're right. Maybe at least one patient will say something, but mm-hmm. not a single patient in these seven years have said, can you do, can you do your job in a wheelchair? Are you, are you, are you capable doctor? You no, know, all the patients have been amazing and How all the patients have been positive. So good. I'm very grateful for that. So I think the community is a lot more progressive and a lot more, uh, accepting a lot more forward thinking than, than we ever imagine but it's also given me a chance to work um, and advocate through additional things like COVID-19 uh, for people with disability mm-hmm. up uh, there so I think it's it's been a really big opportunity for us to talk about these things.
0: Could You wanted to go into any more details of um, some more insights into uh, current work at all with um, Gold Coast uh, University Hospital and your and also Griffith uh, University, and uh, yeah. any contributions to the medical field, you know that you're and mentoring in the f- uh, of future medical professionals.
1: The Gold Coast University Hospital is an amazing place. I work in the emergency department, which is the busiest emergency department in the country at the moment, um, or has been. Um, so it's a really dynamic place to work. But what I love is uh, how inclusive and accepting and supportive the my colleagues in the department and the hospital as me.
0: Mm.
1: Um and I love working there, you know. So it's uh it's a great place to work. Um and it allows me to um not only work clinically but to carry out research and teach medical students as well, which is what I also do with Griffith University. Yep. Uh so there's the teaching and the research which is the big part of it the spinal cord research mm-hmm. um and also allowing me to engage and advocate for these things so both of these ah. institutions have been amazing and enabling me to do that
0: um back with your colleagues so working um you didn't hold any punches back with um with the your previous uh um colleagues that you had this you know the students that you went to school with and like uh it was, it's really terrible the uh, just wanted to comment on that like the really the culture sometimes right and like i know you you talked about ego and um uh yeah just obviously remembering where you began like they were students once and oh
1: i know it's 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 easy for people to forget hey like now mm. um, yeah but uh it, it was it was it was uh, and it was difficult and it was challenging. You yeah. know I think it was just hurtful. You know, it was really, really frustrating.
0: Yeah.
1: But um, yeah, yeah, I, I think it taught me a lot. Too. it Taught me patience and taught me just to yeah. keep going and it just taught me that time, you know, if if you do the right thing and if you, if you keep going. Mm. It just yeah. But it, it it was hard. It was hard. It was hard because it was. It was people that i knew uh, yeah
0: so like you yeah. just treated like a stranger
1: i was yeah mm. anyways it's,
0: it's tough it's tough We could probably chat a little bit about your book there and then um the memoir question there um what what prompted you to write your book stronger and uh what can readers expect uh to gain from reading about your life before and after uh this uh, the accident for a long time i just
1: thought oh man like uh, who'd want to read this story, but um there was, I had a bunch of friends and family say hey to write a book to write a book. So ah and then um eventually just through a series of events and connections the opportunity just presented itself. You know, it was just through taking chances and meeting a couple of people who are called friends now. Um and um in doing that I got the opportunity to write a book and it was uh it was something I i feel like still you know I sometimes go to shops and see it on the shelf and go whoa probably I, I got to do that
0: yeah is that my yeah. handsome face yeah <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> but, but um you know so the, so the chance came and I took And I think yeah. when we get cha- when we get opportunities in life you just have to seize it right you have to see mm. the we need a little chances so That's what I did and the book's come to life and I hope that by sharing it, it, um, gives someone strength when they need it to keep going. I hope that it, um, changes how the world sees disability. Yeah. and if it can, yeah, if it can even make
0: a difference in one person's life, Mm. then I
1: feel like it'll be
0: worthwhile. Inish, when you pass on, what would you like to have been known for? Your uh, legacy that you'll leave behind. Wow, no one has
1: ever asked me that. That's a powerful question. I think um, before I got into medical school, I just thought uh, if if I can spend my life, all my life, and if I can just make an impact on one person hmm. and leave their life somewhat better for it then I'll be happy. So I just hope that I can make an impact on one person's life. I think I've done that. then
0: All right. I know you've made thousands of people's lives uh, a little bit better and that he's stronger and get it at all stores. Is that right? Every place that sells books, uh, I don't know yeah, if you have a plug for it. All good yeah. bookstores. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. But, um, yeah, thanks for, um, Thanks for joining me and uh, having a chat on no over differences. Definitely a pleasure.
1: Ah, thanks, Chris. It's been a blast. I love your work.